Welcome to episode five of series one of the Western Front. Lockie Reed, I don't know what happened yesterday, but we're doing this on a Monday. The Sunday was a disaster for the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Tim, I might have been wrong last week. What do you mean? Well, just go back to last week and play it and you'll find out. They're back. They are back. They are back. Don't you worry. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, they were bad, weren't they? Mm, I'll tell you what. What? I mean, they let him kick the first three goals of the game. Buddy was on fire. When Buddy gets on fire, he's almost unstoppable. I don't think there is a defender in the competition that could stop Buddy. I mean, even last year, round one, Tommy Barris had an all right game, but but Buddy kicked eight goals. So uh, they were in trouble from the word go. Once Buddy got the sniff of the footy, he was off and racing. Four defeats this year for the Eagles. They've all been bad. They haven't been able to almost drag the result back and sort of fight it out. Disappointing. Luke Shuey said that post-game. And then Adam Simpson. Well, he gave all Eagles fans a bit of hope. Uh, We just didn't defend well. Um, We allowed them too easily to do what they want to do with the footy. And they're a good side. And... um, when you allow them enough time and space like we did tonight, um, especially with their forward line, they're going to do some damage. So I uh, probably didn't defend that well. And um, I think CBDs have probably got carved up a little bit too. Yo, um, Nat Nui, Barras, Hearn, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll find themselves back on the side pretty quick. Not a bad quartet to have back coming in, but um, uh, they're fourth as we stand here right now, Lockie in this cuddly booth for the podcast. Yeah, I reckon that's where they'll end up, about fourth. But he did slip in the name Nick Natanui, <laughs> and he is the X Factor. I know all the fans from other clubs will be going, oh, you go on about <laughs> Nick Natanui, whoopity doo But he is the X Factor, especially with this 6-6-6 six, six, and six rule. If he can get back to any decent form in the run home, he could really, really open up that middle of the ground in the centre bounce. And we've seen that the Vardy hickey thing just doesn't work. Look, Vardy can't kick goals. Like that's he's, he's in the team to be a backup ruckman and be able to go forward and kick goals. But he hasn't been able to kick any goals. Oscar Allen can, though, can't he? Exactly right. You're almost better with Nick Nat and Oscar Allen. 100% right there, Lockie Reed. Hey, today's rest of today's podcast episode has a mix and match of the serious, the silly and the strange. Now, we've covered off the Eagles and City. So, Eagles fans, if you don't want to know the score, look away now. No, that's already been done. Uh, Frio had the bye this week, but they've been delivered more bad news. It's been a horror week off. What about the lob pass that they threw on Sunday? Rory Lobb pretty much out for the season. They said indefinitely, but that means he's out for the season, which means, Tim, no lob no Pierce, no Tabena. That is their Ruckman come forward pockets. That is their centre-half back that's one of the best in the competition. And a centre-half forward that was a rising star and showed so much potential. Uh, I said last week that they were probably finals bound. I was probably wrong again. Yeah, no, you, well, you're, you're right that you're wrong because <laughs> I totally agree with you that we both sat in this booth... I'll tell you what, it's tight in here too. And hot. Uh, we could do with a chair. It's just me. <laughs> I will say we were we were adamant that maybe, yeah, they could get eighth, seventh, sixth at best. But, boy, if they can make the eight from here, it has been a remarkable performance because, as you mentioned, those names out hurt because they're ruck stocks now. Scott Jones and yep. Lloyd Meek. Yeah, and if Darcy can't get up... Uh, they are and, Scott Jones and mm, Lloyd Meek. Exactly right. They'll just have to throw Darcy into the action and mm. hope that maybe Sandlands will get back later in the year, but he won't. Um, might I just say, if they do make the finals, Tim, sign up Roscoe five more years. <laughs> you know that... Sign him up 
Fine boy, if they make the final, sign Roscoe up whatever deal he wants. Well, it's interesting. I read over the weekend. They're not. Read. They're not. Well, you know me. I'm reading. <laughs> anyway, as long as it's got pictures on, right? Was it? <laughs> I will say this. Um, they don't want to budge on a new deal for Ross until they see some KPIs and put in place some KPIs for next year. I was right several weeks ago, so I've had two wrongs, now a right. You've got to wait till the end of the season. You've got to see whether they have improved. Four games, then eight games, then eight games. But they have to win 10, 11, 12 games for Ross to get any chance of a new contract. Is that next year or this year? This year. Well, now that he's got an out clause, though. Because of the conversation, no, so no, you don't you're think supposed the... to build your team, Tim. It's not relying on three players. So you're saying that maybe keeping Aaron Sandlands and injured Aaron Sandlands to provide some big man support and experience has been found short because Jones hasn't developed, Meek hasn't developed, Darcy's not fit, and they've got an injury to their star Ruckman Lobb, who wasn't recruited as a key Ruckman by his own devices. And he's out with a foot injury because he's had to carry the ruck load for pretty much most of the season. Wow, you're being hard now. Well, I'm a hard man, Tim. <laughs> so you're telling me that if Ross Lyon doesn't get the valuable wins that you shouldn't be thinking <laughs> of 2021 and beyond? Well, I, I just think if he doesn't get a certain amount of wins at the end of this season, they've got to actually just go over with a fine-tooth comb, tooth comb and work out where they are headed. If they do make finals, then Ross should get a new contract. Simple as that. Very bullish today, and yeah. I'm liking your style. Liking your style. Just having a little bit of a cup of tea you with lemon because uh, got a bit of a croaky voice, Tim. Now, just to the podcast listening family, and we cracked a thousand listeners. I'm not too sure what that means. Whether that total or week, every total, wouldn't it? Be total. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, you're having a cup of tea, and I, and I understand that because you've got the croaky voice, yeah. right? A lot yeah. of people have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The normal cup of tea that one would have when one said has a sore throat mm. is not one that has milk in it. It's probably not what you're meant to do. <laughs> I think it's meant to be milk-free. I stand corrected. You and can't have a cup of tea without milk and sugar. My mum is a cup of tea without sugar and milk. You're Thank kidding. You. No kidding. As I stand right in front of you, about half an inch from your face. I tell you what, she would be the only person in the world that doesn't have milk in her tea. Alrighty, if you don't have milk in your tea, get in touch and with sugar. us. And sugar. Two. See that? Uh, one and a half. <laughs> if you don't have, let's go back to the original statement. Mm. If, you, if you're a cup of tea drinker that doesn't have milk, let us know. So Lockie Reed said it doesn't exist. Vovi Gossage does have tea with no milk and sugar. Get well, in she's t- an original though. She's a beauty. Get in touch with us at WFrontW. That is our Twitter handle. Mm. We're nearing 450 followers too, Lockie. Fantastic. I know. Mm. Fire. Get in touch and let us know, please. WFrontW, tea without milk, yes yeah. or no? Got to have just a dash of milk, Tim. Got to have a dash of milk. Now we've gone from no milk to a dash of milk. Well, you know, I mean... What are we doing? You don't have... You could not... I have milk. I splash it in there. Do you have more milk than you really should? Or do you... Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't like... More sugar than I actually do. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of you, Mm. and I coming up a little later, left field, right field, for those who don't know, left field question is a question without notice. Question that Lockie doesn't know where it's coming from, and he gives me one. I don't know where it's coming from. Right field, we've been pre-warned. So let's get on to that very, very shortly. But before we do, Carlton and Brisbane, Lockie Neal had 25 disposals to halftime, and I went out on the Twitter and I said... Give him votes. Hashtag votes Lockie Neal. Barely touched it after halftime. When he doesn't touch it, Brisbane don't get it. 
Carlton amazing, and the jury had been out on Patrick Cripps over the last couple of weeks because he's been quiet, but boy, oh boy, oh boy. Fantastic game. 38 disposals. Four goals as well. He is just a monster, isn't yeah, he's he? Huge. He's an unbelievable. He's six foot four, maybe yep. even yep. six five. Huge. Plays through the midfield, uh, and the best thing about him, and I'm going to talk about him uh, a little later on. But the best thing about him is that when he gets older, he'll just become a key forward. He'll become a centre forward mm. or a full forward and prolong his career. Hundred percent right. It was an awesome performance, but the game was touched with a touch of controversy. And I quote: "What's been reported." You can't handle one-handed, you bald-headed flog. Hey, 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 Tim, he's back. <laughs> Lockie, that was directed towards umpire Matthew Nichols. The fan was evicted and said, that's what I said. They even took a photo of his membership, and he didn't even see Carlton win the game. And when you're a Carlton su- supporter and you get escorted out, that ain't cool when your team produces their best half of footy for a decade. Lockie, yes. as a man who's follically challenged, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the nicest possible way, Yep. Can you tell me, if you were in the workplace, whatever it may be, and that's where Matthew Nichols was, the umpire, but he was going off the ground and he heard it, he pointed to the fan and they evicted him. Are we becoming too precious? As a follically challenged man, do you find it offensive? Might I just say, before I answer that direct question, there are a lot of bloody great men out there, Tim, that are bald. Samuel L. Jackson, Kelly Slater, Bruce Willis, The Rock... The Reed. <laughs> there is. No, nah, look, it doesn't. It would not affect me one iota. However, if you jump on the internet, uh, I get called a bald-headed something. Really? So, yeah, pretty harsh. My kids found it on the internet and came to me telling me all about it. The old Google. <laughs> the old Google. <laughs> Check it out. I'm, just type in Lockie Reed no. and bald. No, pretty harsh. Pretty harsh. The kids came home one well, day. Is it, Dad, is it so different to not nah. have hair? Why well, I don't quite understand nah. it. But I was a great believer. Was I not? And confirm this to the said audience. Yeah. Was I not a great believer in you going, getting rid of it? Yeah. You said just you, shave it all off. You were hanging on to it for a while. Yep. The yep. comb over wasn't doing it for me personally. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think it was a great look. And you look fantastic. You look 10 years younger. The only problem with being bald is that the sides grow yeah. so much. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I could... Grow the sides out. Koala. <laughs> like, well, it does turn out like a koala. And just nothing. And I think it's, yeah. Nah, Go back to the question. Um, has, no, it doesn't. wouldn't affect me. And, yes, we've gone too far. Okay, so, so, so you go to the footy. You can't abuse. And I mean, and that is abuse, but... Is it... I think it's humorous abuse. Yeah. Can that go why, together, humorous abuse? Well, that's, that's probably something you have to ask the victim. You've got to have some passion at the footy. Mm. You don't want to go along. Like, next you're going to be saying, we can't yell our ball. And I mean, whoopity-doo-dah. Yeah, Doesn't matter. Flog seems to be a very... Flog's a pretty cool word. Is it? Yeah. Oh, good, because I get called about 30 times a day. <laughs> well, you are one, Tim. <laughs> and walking down the street. Uh, okay, so nah, that's it's not harsh at all. All righty, there's your call. Hey, on the way, Tim's top three, and that's where Lockie says, hey, Goss... What's your top three? That's do we, what you do. Do we do that now? Because no. I've been practising all week because I know I've stuffed it up for the last four. Hey, Goss, yep. what's your top three? No, I'm glad you asked, Lockie. So the top three for me today is basically three... I haven't actually got a top three, Lockie. <laughs> I was a bit underprepared. I've done, every, I've done everything else. We'll take a break. Can we take... No, a bit early for a break. Okay. Right, let, you know what we'll do? 
I know. Sorry, sorry. See, this is what this is the podcast that it is. Mate, it says on the rundown: Carlton versus Brisbane. Fan ejected. Hook. Tim's top three. So I did all that, and you didn't have a top three. But what does hook mean? Well, hook means like rev it up, fire it up, and tease the people. Yeah. So let we've done that. So I went early. Is that what you're saying? You've pre-hooked. <laughs> oh, pre-hooked. <laughs> oh. Do you want to go right field, left field? Yeah, yeah I'm, re- I'm ready, mate. I am prepared. Yes, I'm so am I. I am prepared. So am I. I worked Saturday and Sunday on the weekends. <laughs> I'd like to clarify that with everyone. So we had a couple of troops down over yeah. the weekend, our casual Whew. and our weekend warrior, Stephen yep. Beck, and we do hope they feel better. Yep. And the two soldiers, the war horses, <laughs> uh, well, I was... I just stayed home. But you were, you, no, you came in yesterday yeah, yeah. just to help out. You wrote a little Rory Lob LVO, what we call. Oh, I had to put it all together. You just left it there for me. I didn't come in to do that. I came no, in to didn't. write it for a cashew you that came, I'm doing later in the week. You came in to do your Tim's <laughs> top three. And forgot. <laughs> all righty, right field, left field. Right field question is a question we know the answer or we know the preparation to. Left yep. field is something a little left field. Because you were here yesterday and you're on a roll and mm. you feel like, I reckon you're up and about yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, bloody the tea's oath. kicked in Ooh, with the milk. Bloody three times. <laughs> How many times have you said that? Yeah. All righty. Cut. Go. Okay, my uh, right field question to you. Ready. If you were the Fremantle Dockers... Who would you sure. recruit or trade for yep. in this uh, situation yep. as a priority? Tim Kelly or Steve Canelio? Oh, is it Caniglio or Canelio? It's Canelio. Okay, so we got to the bottom of that. It's Canelio. <sighs> the reason why I would go with Cornelio is because I'm exhausted by the Tim Kelly chatter. <laughs> really? It is so exhausting. Have you seen him play lately? Oh, yeah. He's no, worth he's every bit of chatter. Be- yeah, he's a beautiful player. You couldn't go wrong with either. So you're saying you're going Cornelio? Cornelio. Cornelio. Cornelio mm. over Kelly just. At reason? Um, I think he's got a few more tricks to his bag. You know, I think there's. I think the smoothness of Kelly is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, Tim Kelly fans, Geelong fans, Frio fans, and anyone who's a fan of Tim Kelly. But there's something about the work rate, the hardness, the goal kicking prowess of Cornelio, and his leadership. I mm, think he good is person. a absolute. And so is Tim so Kelly. So is Tim Kelly. But yeah. I do believe that something about. Stephen Cornelio suggests to me, leader, leader, leader. So how would he fit? Obviously, he's the midfielder at the moment. How would he fit as compared to Tim Kelly in that midfield? So you got Fife. Mundy, probably the way he's playing, goes another one to two years. Uh, Walters has been playing midfield. He's an outside mid. He's an outside mid, and I'd prefer him to see him half forward, forward. Hill's an outside mid. Hill's an outside mid. So you're probably right. I mean, Blakely... Half back. Half back. Yeah, half back and just gets a chance every now and then. So my belief is, yeah, look, you can't go too far wrong. Yeah. Okay, so my my right field question for you then, Lockie Reid, is, and we we raised it on Twitter and we got a 60-40 result to Cripps. And the question is, Cripps wants to come back to Fremantle. Sorry, Fremantle, we're trying to get blokes into your footy club. Cripps <laughs> wants to come back to Fremantle, but the only player Carlton say, yep, deal, no problemo, is Fife. Do Fremantle entertain the thought Crips for Fife, would you make that trade? This is a really hard one, and I'm a bit like you with Canelio and also Kelly. But I'm sticking with Nat Fife. Been at the club since day one. Leader, captain. I know he's probably put a few people offside. He's only 27 years of age. Fremantle 
if their rebuild continues, could win a flag within the next four years if they recruit properly. I'm not saying right now they've got the team to win it, but if they recruit properly in the next two years, then potentially at age 35 could be close to an AFL premiership. When you look at it, 163 games to 93 games, as I said, three years difference. His ability to get inside 50s, they're pretty even in contested possession, but Fife, I just think is a more dynamic player. It's a tough question, and, and for those who have uh, challenged us on the Twitter, W Front W, it is nothing more than a hypothetical. It's yeah. a debate. It's a topic to discuss, but 60-40, I think, with uh, about 170 votes. So thank you for 60, all 60-40 which way? Crips', Crips way. Crips. Get Crips. I think they're five. underestimating uh, Nat Fife. He is a superstar. Going to take a break. Tim's top three. Got to do a bit of work on that one in the break. And also our left field question... The super stat from Sir Swamp Thing, whole lot of other stuff, the top, the flop, the votes. This is the Western Front Podcast. You're travelling through another dimension. Another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. That's the sign your next up stop. Ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. All new, The Twilight Zone, hosted by Jordan Peele. Now streaming exclusively on 10 All Access. How much do you think an AFL player earns in terms of money? Uh, How much a game do you think they get paid? Maybe 50 grand. 50 grand a game? Um, $500. $500 a game? Actually, um, $250, $300. Mm, a million a year. Uh, that was Lockie Reed with the Little Leaguers in episode 4, 2002, when you'd go out and interview <laughs> kids, Lockie, and get some really wonderful answers and those responses about what players got paid. What year did you say that was? 2002. 2002. So now they'd be 17 years older, so they'd be in their mid-20s. <laughs> Isn't it great? Like, I do walk around, and the Western Front, of course, for those of you in the eastern states that never saw the show, was uh, between around 2002 and 2012. Uh, the W was iconic, where you put the two thumbs together and the fingers out, and you're in the shape of a W. But all the guys about my oldest son's age all lived and grew up with the Western Front and still talk about it. And <laughs> there are even people still saying, how's the Western Front going, Lockie? <laughs> Seven years on. And they're still asking, how's it going? And we know Lisa Barnes, who's in charge of the 6PR newsroom. She was over there in South Australia having a holiday and her little boy did the Western Front W to say, hey, the fans are still there. So good on you, Barnsy. You're a good scout. All righty. Well done. We've got plenty more flashbacks coming up in future episodes of the podcast. All right. We did the right field question. Now I want to uh, throw out the left field question, which is a question that you know nothing about, so I've come up with. This has got me into a lot of trouble over the last yeah, couple yes. of weeks, so please be careful. Okay. No, this one's, I think this one's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy this one. <laughs> and I actually think that I know your answer to this. What sporting events would you like to attend, and what would be the <laughs> ideal outcome? <laughs> Um, Worldwide sporting events, and I need the outcome. What would you like to see happen at that sporting well, event? That's a tough one because you, I, 
Can I can yeah, I pick what yeah, yeah, I reckon yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, you guess, All and right. then I'll I, I do before you give the, me what you think. I think. Yep. And I know you and I are on the same wavelength most of the time. Can, <laughs> can you just really? Yes, I've got an answer. Okay. It's a little bit obscure. S- yeah, skew if, but I'll I'll await to your. Well, judgment. I'm thinking you would say the British Open. <laughs> And Tiger Woods wins <laughs> Correct. on the last 100%, 100%. hole. 100%. 100%. Tiger Woods surrounding the 18th. Let's go for St Andrews. I know it's played everywhere, but yep. let's go St Andrews, British Open, and he produces just a monster putt, and the crowd just goes bazooka. So I would love love to be there. The dream tour is for me is to be uh, on the European tour as a fan, but but in particular through that, to Scotland, England, and Ireland, around that, so like a four-tournament month, and including the, and capping off the British Open. So, yes, that is the dream tour. Very good. Nice work by yeah, you. Yeah. All right. My left field question, and you touched on it, and, and I, I wish you wouldn't be on the same wavelength as me because <laughs> you, you almost trumped me prior. I want you to name me, off the top of your head, the three most famous bald sportsmen. <laughs> now, it can be sporting prowess or sporting profile. doesn't have to be in order. Just give me Lockie Reed's three... Bald profile sportsman. Okay. Kelly Slater, superstar of the surf, great looking bloke. He was here recently. He was. Margs. So he's got it. He's number got one. one. So he's I've, number I've, one. I've written down four distinct ones that I think you'll go with. So yep. you can have three of those four would be good. Okay. Gary Ablett. No, he wasn't in mine. He wasn't. <laughs> he's, he's an obvious one, but yeah. nice, nice. I love Gary Ablett. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. Oof. Are you trying to look? You trying to look? I was cheating. You can't cheat, mate. What? I'm not cheating. You've just got a list. I don't have. It's Four. not like I'm it's right list, or wrong. List. Hang on, you. No, but you, you. I, I'm surprised. I just needed a little bit of help. You, mate, you sleep with a bald head. No, hang on. Sue's no, got hair. Sue's <laughs> got hair. She's got right. lovely blonde hair. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sorry, I know her too well. All righty. All righty. Come on. Mate, I can't believe yeah. you're leaving one of these out. I cannot believe. Oh, Michael Jordan. Hey. Michael Jordan. All righty. So there you go. As soon as I say that, you go straight to basketball, don't you? That is your safety valve. All right, there's two more. There's two more. Oh, they're your three. So I you... didn't know this was like a quest. I thought it was me choosing three but yeah. not getting them right. No, that's, that's you've a good got point. I've turned it around. Okay, yeah, okay. so your left field question, your answer is Ablett, Slater, Jordan. Yeah. I'll give you two more. Okay. All right. That I thought you could have had. Okay. Sports? Yep. No, Mike, as in, you're going to tell me the sports? No. Boxing? Okay. Mike Tyson? Yeah. Yep. Tennis? Andre Agassi. Thank you very much. Woo. All righty. So that's left field, right that's field question. Way. All righty. Tim's top three. Are you going to say, so this is where, Lockie, you introduce and say, hey, I think it's time for Tim's top three. Hey, Tim. Yes, Lock. Time for Tim's top three. Love it, Lockie. Rightio. My top three. One, Lockie Neal. Two, Rory Sloan. Oof. Three, Patrick Cripps. Have a guess of that. Where do you reckon mm. that's coming from? Hey, bet you wouldn't know where that's coming from. Oh. <laughs> So they're not all West Aussies. No. Nah. No. No. Cripps, 38. Yeah. Lockie didn't get 38. No. Nah. Got 31, I think. 
nine. Yeah, there it is. Tim's top three, all number nines who had big weekends on the weekend. Hey, Sir Swamp Thing, we follow Sir Swamp Thing on the Twitter, Lockie, um, and he's a stats guru. Now, he, he yeah. what, didn't have a huge weekend because no, of the uh, an ordinary weekend. Oh, he, he, he sort of had a West Coast Eagles weekend, I think, Sir Swamp, Swamp Thing. I love him. Yeah. And he captivates my weekend. He does, he does. But maybe with the bye, he was just a bit off his game. It's a hard thing to do because he, so, he answers so many people's <laughs> questions. Yeah, and I want brilliant. him to have more than 14,500 followers. I'm surprised he doesn't have as many as that. We're going to get him to 20,000. Well, yeah, but he, we're going to get him to like us and then he can share us. No, nah, he likes us. Uh, he loves us. Yeah, I know, but this is an unpaid segment that we're ripping stuff off him. So we've got to be a little bit careful. But he'll be very appreciative of us saying that he is the legend of all time, Twitter man. Mine is not football related, but you go and give me a Sir Swamp thing from the weekend. Halls of four goals plus in the AFL era. Of course, Buddy Franklin kicked five against the West Coast Eagles. And that last goal, Tim, was absolutely extraordinary. Yep. For five goals. He's kicked it. Oh, yes. So that was his 125th four-plus goal haul. Quite amazing. Good stuff. Along with Matty Lloyd. So he levelled up with Matty Lloyd at 125. Lockett did it 115 times. This is four-plus goals. Dunstall did 104. And Richo, the Richo man, did it 99. So Franklin did it in 297 games. Lloydie did it in 270 games. He has kicked 125 Four goal hauls. Good plus. stuff, Sir Swamp Thing. Well yeah. done for you, Lockie Reed. My Sir Swamp Thing stat from the weekend, it is just the 22nd time that all 10 dismissals had been catches in an ODI innings, seventh time in a World Cup when all 10 Australian batsmen were dismissed caught in a game against the West Indies last week. Does he do cricket? He does. Oh, mate, what doesn't the bloke do? Sir Swamp Thing does cricket. <laughs> I don't know, mate. He does everything. Mate. All right, just quickly, let's acknowledge, as we do on yep. the Western Front, Ash Barty. Legend. Yeah, how good. So inspirational, isn't it? I mean, had that little period where she thought, oh, maybe I'm going to be a cricketer, then just has become... Like, can I send out a little message to Nick and Bernie? (laughs) Get your act together. (laughs) That is how to behave on a tennis court. And amazingly, if you behave like that, you actually get to win a major tournament. Ooh, wacko the diddly-o, Lockie Reed on the Western Front. Yeah, well done to Ash Barty. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Now, I thought at the net when she won and she turned around with both hands and, and looked back to her box and her team, I mm. thought she said, wow. Now, I've watched it back. She doesn't say wow, Lockie, but she does use one word. What does she say? <laughs> I don't want to say, Lockie. Right. Uh, well, World Cup India, we lose the cricket. 2-1, uh, so we're now two wins and one loss after three. We're, we're okay, we're okay. We're going okay. Smithy and Warner did all right, didn't they? But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they've got to make a decision... With the middle order. Uzi. Uzi. I know he made 42 against India. Mm. Before that, he didn't make too many runs. Look, we're going to cop it here, aren't Maxwell. we? Maxwell. Well, also Maxwell. Sean Marsh. Yep. Now, I know he can have some poor scores, but at some stage in this World Cup, we need a bloke to score 100 mm-hmm. in a big game. Yep. Yeah. Sean Marsh is yeah. the one that can score 100 in a big game. Yeah, we've got Mozambique in a couple of weeks, Lot, and I reckon we might be a silly chance. <laughs> well, he's guaranteed then. Put him in. Fever. West Coast fever. Let's give the girls a bit of a wrap. This is a stat that a lot of people won't understand. Can you explain the, their last four games, they have not lost a single game, Lockie? No, and they've only won one uh, out of their last four games. Bit of French for you, Lockie. Pray tell. That's uh, do tell. I think it's do tell. Mm. Uh, 
Explain. Explain. Uh, explain. Well, I will explain, Tim, because uh, that means that in their four games, they've won once and they've drawn three times. Has that happened in any netball game ever? Oh, I can't recall. Sir Swamp Thing, if you're listening. <laughs> Surely not. Sam Kerr scored and, uh, well, this is how she scored. Sam Kerr. And it's saved. The follow-up's in, though. 1-0 to the Matildas. Sam Kerr gets her World Cup goal. Australia's campaign off and running. So missed the penalty, got the follow-up, and we lost 2-1 to Italy. Yeah, yeah, good on you, Sammy, but... Uh, <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. Hey, Log, top and flop time. My flop is the Perth Football Club against Subiaco. 1-4, 69-point loss. Disposals per goal, 319. They have 319 disposals in the game, and they only got one goal. It's their lowest ever score against Subiaco. Bad luck to Barra and the crew, who've been barracking for them for a long, long time, Lockie. A long, long time. So our heart goes out to them because they all jumped on the bandwagon, lock, and that bandwagon got very full very quick, <laughs> yeah. and now they're all getting off again. Maybe they'll charge home in the second half of the season, the mighty Ds. And what do you got for flop? For flop... Um the violence at amateur footy games. It's yeah, getting way out of control. Wow. It's stupid, ridiculous. We've seen an umpire assaulted several weeks ago. On the weekend, we saw uh, just a, a pretty much a king hit of a bloke. Uh, get over it, people. Don't be so stupid. Yeah, come on. Uh, and just play the game of footy. And if you can't play the game of footy and you want to behave like that, go somewhere else. Yeah, good point, Lockie. Very good. That is a flop. And we, we wrap it up. Uh, we've got our Bankwest folks just seconds away. But our top mine goes to the Aussie sports fan when Ash Barty was being interviewed viewed on the coverage on court. Throw up a W. He threw up a Australia scarf, green and gold, wearing a West Coast Eagles hat. Nice. <laughs> nice work. How funny is that? Middle of Paris. Yeah. And there he is holding up a, an Australian scarf, an Australian wins, and they take one shot of one bloke, and he's got a West Coast Eagles cap on. Nice work by him. Brilliant. Good what, marketing. You got a top before we get to the votes? Yeah, Vera Colley, well done to him. I know uh, he gets, well, we get upset by him because he's so charismatic and controversial, but his ability to say to the Indian fans, Enough now. Enough now of the booing of Steve Smith. Give him a clap. He's a star of the game. We've moved on from what he did last year. Well done to Virat Kohli. Yeah, nice work by you. Let's take a look at the Bankwest votes. No Dockers in action, but uh, here are, unfortunately, <laughs> the votes for the West Coast Eagles, 3-2-1. and one. one vote we gave to Dom Sheed. Wasn't his best midfield performance, but he was probably the best midfielder. Two to Liam Ryan. We thought he worked extremely hard, and we gave three votes to... Brad Shepard, we did from the West Coast Eagles. Love the Shep. Nat Fife leads. Them. I want the Shep to win. Can I say that? Bank West player of the. You've said it now. Right. It is on the record. <laughs> hey, nice work by you, Lockie. Thank you, Timothy. Uh, we got through unscathed. How did Tim's top three go? Very good. Yeah, when we got round to it and when you came <laughs> up with something, it was brilliant. We'll be on your podcast wherever you download a good podcast and some bad ones. This has been the Western.